is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz here on a Friday. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, as we approach the Easter weekend, we are a pre-recorded show today. All right, so you can still get at us with your tweets, but don't, uh, you know, don't get upset. Don't take offense if we do not answer them today. We are on our way to different Easter activities. We've told you this before. We only have so many windows during our football-devoted schedules to uh, to get some free time in, to get some family time in, Arthur Motes. So we take advantage of all of those whenever we can. Easter weekend, certainly one of them. Uh, we'll be back next week, full speed ahead towards the draft. Um, all kinds of draft coverage is always here on SNR. Uh, and then before you know it, it'll be rookie minicamp, minicamp, training camp, and the regular season. What we uh, have been doing today to start the show, and we'll continue now, NFL.com's uh, latest mock draft, latest projections and predictions for the first round of the NFL draft, which is on Thursday, April 28th. The first quarterback didn't come off the board until 16, Malik Willis. So a different mock draft than we've seen recently here. At 17, it's another one of the uh, the touted tackles in this draft class. You like what I did there, Motsi? I do like that right the there. The touted tackles. As Look at Trevor, you as Look Trevor, <laughs> as Trevor Penning, uh, the the guy with some nasty side from uh, from UNI Northern Iowa, uh, goes seventeenth to the Chargers, and all of a sudden, I tell you what, that LA offensive line coming together pretty nicely there uh, for the Chargers to protect young Justin Herbert. Eighteenth Eagles second first round pick, they go Traylon Burks, mm. wide receiver out of uh, Arkansas, and I like that pick for them, Motes. You know, we've kind of talked about how. The way the Steelers wide receiver room is right now with Deontay Johnson, with Chase Claypool, you've got nice complementing skill sets there. The one thing that we kind of still desire is a burner, right, is a take-the-top-off guy. Mm -hmm. You look at the Eagles, they've got that guy in, in, in Devonta Smith, right? So they've got the speed burner element. You add a Traylon Burks to Philly. Uh, I tell you what, those would be that'd be a nice, well-rounded receiver group to work with for Jalen Hurts as you try and you know really find out if he's the guy this season. So now, do you feel like they believe in Hurts, though, to that level? Because that was my only concern. I, I know. Well, <laughs> the question for me is, do they believe in Hurts to that level? Or mm -hmm. do they just not think that one of these quarterbacks in this class is better? Fair enough. That, that That's definitely a fair question. Remember, before they just traded with the Saints last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, mm -hmm. the Eagles had three first-round picks. They, had they three definitely top, did. Three top yeah. 20 picks. So... They could have very easily traded up into the top 10 to go get a Malik Willis, to go get a yeah. Kenny Pickett, to go get a, a Ritter or a Corral, whoever. So I don't know if that tells me that they believe in Jalen Hurts and that they're kind of all in on him, or if they just looked around at this class and they said, hey, there's not the guy that's yeah. worth giving up two or three first-round picks for, so let's yeah. stick with what we got. I I, I think it's probably that. <laughs> like, that makes Trevor sense. If Trevor, if Trevor Lawrence is coming out this year, you know maybe the Eagles, maybe yeah. the Eagles are trying to go get that guy with those three first round picks uh, to to dance with. Although then in that scenario, Jacksonville would still need a quarterback. But you, mm. you understand. What but I'm either saying. way, I get you. I get what you're saying. There was that type quarterback prospect 
coming out of the draft. Um, but I do think that they're going to be patient with Hurts for one more year, and then because I mean, they got two first round picks again next year. Absolutely, yeah. So, so they, they got they, they've got they've that's got ammunition. To, they've got ammunition. To, that's maybe one of the bad things about this with the Steelers now is if you're projecting the next year, a lot of the other teams that could be in the quarterback market next year, they got some ammo now to move up. This and, is very true. This is up very true. Hey, we'll cross that bridge this time next year. Uh, Traylon Burks, 18th to the Eagles, another wide receiver. Now, this one's painful because I would have been all over this if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jamison Williams goes 19th. That's the one that Orleans, hurts. To the New Orleans <laughs> the, You know that's the one that hurts me right there because he oh, is definitely the, the guy for me where I'm just like, man, this guy, he takes tops off of defenses, man. People forget how good he was, how special he was because he got hurt. But you cut that tape on from any game that he played in last season, and you are quickly reminded why he was regarded as the best wide yeah. receiver prospect coming in this year's class, man. It was just unfortunate he got hurt when he did. But you even look at the SEC championship game. Man, it's something that he does in terms of splitting the safeties of that Georgia defense and <laughs> yeah. going to the house. And you're just like, how? How did Insane. he do that? So without a doubt, that definitely hurts me right there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That hurts me because if he's there at pick 20 and I was the Steelers, I would sprint to the podium. I wouldn't even think about anything else. Um, I just I, I don't even see him lasting that long, personally. I, I really don't because everything you just – he's a surefire top 10, if not top 5 pick if if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I think someone's going to bite the bullet on that earlier than 19 where they'll say, okay – yeah, you know, maybe he misses the first month of the season, but then but then we've got this guy, you know, for the for the next decade. Um, yeah, I, I really like Jamison Williams. I would be in love with that pick at pick twenty for the Steelers. Don't know how realistic that is, um, but at least in this edition of the NFL's uh mock draft three point NFL.com, uh close. For Jamison Williams. He goes in the penultimate pick. Ah, before the Steelers. <laughs> At pick 20. So here we go, Motsi. The Steelers on the clock. Do, 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 do. And boy, do we have some options here. Yes. Uh oh. Let's address the elephant in the room. Arthur Motes's boy, Kenneth Pickett. Wow. You are the only hell to pick guy over here. I'm a WU fan because of my dude, TG. You, on the other hand, you love that university located in Oakland. You told me that your favorite restaurant to eat at was the O. I mean, that's all oh, I'm saying, gone. man. Oh, it's Come gone. on, man. You, 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 you was there for the memorial of the O being gone. You was crying. I heard you. It's cool. It's cool. I get it. But, yes, Kenny Pickett is your boy. So so talk to me about it. See if, I, I know he's available because clearly we haven't said his name just yet. And I know you've Correct. been lobbying for Kenny over any oh. other quarterback this whole time, man. Oh, there he is, Arthur Mose. It's cool. It's cool. The Pittsburgh Steelers, according to NFL.com, Mark Draft 3.0, select Kenny Pickett, 20th overall quarterback out of that university located in the Oakland district of Pittsburgh. Mm -mm. Motsi, Steelers get Pickett at 20, still with, mind you, Jordan Davis on the board. Chris Olave is still on the board. Devin, mm -hmm. Devin Lloyd's still on the board. Uh, who else here is still on the board? Travis Jones, Christian Watson, uh, Kenyon Green still on the board. Your reaction to this, Arthur Motes, if it played out this way, if the Steelers got Pickett at 20 and considering what else would still be there, your reaction would be? 
I wouldn't hate it, but I would understand it. Um, largely because when you're talking about the Steelers, we know that with the unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins, we currently have two quarterbacks on the roster. Both of those two quarterbacks, um, it's a mixed bag, right? We're more optimistic about one than the other, but at the end of the day, both of those guys have a lot more to prove to ease our mind and to ultimately be the leaders of this franchise. Correct. So prior to any of that information or any changes taking place with the passing of Haskins, we were already considering bringing in a quarterback. I just think right now with him passing, when we only have two guys, you're going to need to bring in two more quarterbacks and one being a little bit more of the higher in uh, higher in variety being that Haskin was a higher end prospect, a former first round draft pick. So as much as I wouldn't like the Kenny Pickett pickup at 20, I would understand it if they did it. But for me, if I have, you know, if I could do it my way, I'm probably leaning a Chris Alave. You know what I mean? Since Jamison Williams was already off the board, give me another speedy receiver who was very productive and who I think could come in and help out one of these quarterbacks. And then I'm looking at either the second, third round it's potentially somebody if I could still a Desmond Ritter you know in the second if I had to move up a little bit for him or a Carson Strong in the third or fourth round that you know obviously had the knee injury but you could see the talent is there I would much rather go that route per se and get me a high-end talent that could help me right now be the clear-cut starter whereas with Kenny it's still no guarantee that he's beating out Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph and that's just the reality of it so that's why for me I wouldn't want to you know go quarterback at 20 when I could go with a position that's going to really help those guys out instead. I, I think I'm with you. I would be understanding if that was the pick at 20, I would be also a little underwhelmed. I think too. Um, Jordan Davis or or Chris Olave would, would be my selection there. If, if the board played out this way and I just, I don't know. I I keep coming back to this. You know, at least with Malik Willis, a a lot of the indicators, a lot of what we know, a lot of what we've convinced ourselves to is that this guy, this guy has a a pretty high ceiling, right? The the athleticism, Mm -hmm. the arm strength, just the, the raw ability of coming out of an offense in Liberty that wasn't running a ton of complicated stuff. There's there's a lot of juice left to squeeze there with Malik Willis. With some of these other guys, I I think you just hit on it. I is is Kenny Pickett in 2022? Are we are we a hundred percent sure that he's better than Mitch Trubisky? Are we a hundred percent sure that the Desmond Ritter's better than Mitch Trubisky? I don't I don't think the answer to that question is yes. It certainly could be yes. But if you end up taking Kenny Pickett at pick 20. And he comes in and competes with Trubisky, and Trubisky wins that job. I'd have a hard time slicing that any other way than a wasted mm-hmm. pick, because I'm Absolutely. not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say, oh, well, just let Kenny sit for a year. You know, he's gonna be 24 years old by then. He's 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 been a starting quarterback. Right. He's been a starting quarterback, power five football for four years now. So I can't do the Malik Willis thing with him and, oh, well, you know, we're going to let him sit for a year and give him some time and there's all this potential there because I just don't believe that to be the case with anybody in this class to that level except for Malik Willis. And so that's why 
I would be, again, I'd be understanding. You especially need another quarterback now, and there is certainly every chance in the world that Kenny Pickett could come in and, and he'll be better than Mitch Trubisky. I'm not denying that either. But I, I, I don't think that there's going to be a ton there to separate those guys this year. And again, if I'm looking at it, if Jordan Davis was gone, if, if Chris Olave's gone, Maybe I like it a little bit more, but I think both of those guys would come in and have a a great instant impact on this team. Yeah. Whereas to me, it, it, Pickett Pickett is obviously as as most quarterbacks are coming out of college a a pretty sizable question mark. He he could come in and he could improve throughout the season and he could clearly be your best quarterback by the time you you know you get to October November December, um, or he could or he could lose out to Mitch Trubisky and just it just end up sitting most of his rookie year. I. I would I'd be understanding but underwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it, man. Like you said, it's a need because of the situation, but I just don't know if he's the answer. Yeah. And that's it's, it's unfortunate, but that is the biggest knock on this year's quarterback class. Good players, potential for one or two to be great, but nobody's coming in as a great prospect. Right. And that I mean, when you're talking about quarterbacks in the traditional sense, that's why the premium is on them. That's why we take them in the first round, because they usually are considered great prospects. But that's just not how this year is going. But at the same time, it still doesn't take away the void that we're going to have to fill. We just have to figure out how to do it in a way that makes sense from a, a draft capital perspective. Because all picks aren't created equally. Yes, I mean, you That's taking Kenny at 20th it. overall versus you taking him at, you know, 43rd or 44th overall is night and day. Absolutely. Like, like we wouldn't be looking at him like that. We wouldn't talk about him like that. The expectations wouldn't be there. But when you take him at 20, if you have to do that or earlier, it's an expectation that comes with it. We mm -hmm. talked about that with Devin Bush. We've yep. talked about that with Bud Dupree. We yep. talked about that with Artie Burns, Jarvis Edmonds. Jones. The list goes on. It's like if these guys were picked around later, nobody has seen anything negative about those guys. But because they went when they went, it's a certain level of expectation that comes with it. And right, wrong, or indifferent, that's just the reality of it. Yes, it is, Arthur Motes. So – let me ask you this too, while we're on back on the quarterback conversation, you know, because we haven't talked about this much this offseason, just like everybody else in Pittsburgh. Not a lot of quarterback talk over the last few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Let's let's go quick bigger picture here. What would you say the percentage of the Steelers' success this season falls at the feet of the quarterback? Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. Desmond Ritter, what percentage of the Steelers' chance at success this season falls on the quarterback? Let, let me let me ask you, and I know well, we didn't, first off, we didn't we, talk we, about we, this we, in prep at all. Well, no, 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 no. I, I like where you're going, but I guess my first question just for context is, yeah, yeah. what do you deem to be success? Because success for some is a winning season. Success for some is winning the division. Success for some is making the playoffs. Success for most in Pittsburgh has been going to a Super Bowl. Right. So that's why I'm asking for context. What are you specifically just in this conversation? Not, you know, what anyone else might be saying, but just for you in this conversation, what is your benchmark for success right now? Better year than last year. So winning a playoff game. Then. Winning a playoff game, winning a division title, double digit wins. 
I, I, I think I think if you can do that the year after losing a 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback, I, I think I think we would label that as a successful first, you know, uh, like a, a new offense under not a first-year offensive coordinator, but first year maybe to have the autonomy yeah. as an offensive coordinator. So um, if that's the case, then if if we're seeing better than last season, which is going to include winning the winning the division, double-digit wins, and winning a playoff game, or two of I'm those gonna, three things, I'm going to say 60% is going to be relying okay. upon the quarterback because as great as the defense as you want to be. We saw firsthand last year with the Buffalo Bills playing the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter how elite your defense is if your offense cannot score. You have to score. You have to score to be able to stay in, you know, contests, to to, to be able to win these games and these gotta-have-it situations. And for us, I look at our model and I say, okay, we're very similar to the 49ers model. We can play, hopefully we can grow to be an elite defense because we said last year we were not that. But if we're saying best cases, we grow and we have the Niners caliber defense. Well, we still think about how limited that Niners offense was until Debo Samuel really took over and became his own. But we saw postseason, it still was limited. It still hurt them. They weren't able to score. They weren't able to do what needed to be done. And no matter how great that defense played, it fell flat on his face season-wise because you didn't have the guy at the helm, you know, that could really be a player. So to me, I think that 60% of that is going to fall on whoever is our starting quarterback next year. They're going to have to not necessarily be able to outdo these guys, but they're going to have to be respectable and compatible and, and competitive. They cannot turn the ball over. They're going to have to be able to score more than just 10 points. 10 points don't get you wins in the league now. I know that's the narrative. Oh, man, Coach T wants to go the old school approach, great defense, win games by a field goal. That's all well and good. That sounds good, but you're not getting into a field goal game if you're not scoring at least 20 points. That's just like, let's be real about that. That's how it works in today's NFL. The rules are set up so those points are going to be scored. Like, we know this. So I do feel like a lot of that is still going to fall on that quarterback. I think you're right. I think the Steelers, though, and you, and you kind of alluded to this, I think the Steelers are looking at it as like the quarterback only going to dictate, let's say, a third, 33% mm. of our success this season. Because the other the other 33% is going to be the run game taking a huge step forward and some of the, the play action and the things we're going to be able to do off of that in Matt Canada's offense. Yeah, that can't work if you don't have a quarterback that threatens, though. We saw that and, with Ben last year. And and the other third's going to be the defense leading the way, yeah. right? Like. I, and again, I'm not saying that this is me. I, I'm saying I think I think Coach That's Tomlin think. and I think yeah. everybody in the walls, they're thinking 33% quarterback play, 33% run game, 33% elite defense, right? Mm-hmm. And that will get us double-digit wins, have us in the division hunt, give us chance to win playoff games, right? That's and again, that's that's I'm on I'm on the same page as you. I think the number is more like yeah. sixty in the sixties. I'm like even this 70%. quarterback touches that ball every time, even when, even if we're Najee's getting thirty touches a game. What what what? The, Mitch the, is gonna have that ball a lot. He's still gonna have to make some decisions. He's got to make some throws. Am, that, am like, I am I right to think though with with the messaging around the team and the roster, the decisions that they've made up to this point, mm-hmm. is that fair to to think it's probably about a. A, a third proposition between quarterback play, between being mm-hmm. able to run the football and being being having an elite defense. You think that's about yeah. fair? No, absolutely. And I, and I also think that knowing Coach Tomlin, he always hangs his hat on 
we're going to have a special teams unit that can get us out of some stadiums. Exactly. And we saw that last Chris year. Chris Boswell, we, we, yes. Yeah, we, yes. We, we, we believe that. But my only concern is Boz is only a weapon if you could keep the game close enough for it to be a weapon. And no matter how elite of a defense we're talking, elite defenses are still getting scored on at least three times. And if you're down 10 points or you're down 14 points, right. Chris Boswell like, ain't moving the needle. Think about how many shutouts have we seen in the NFL the past two years? Like goose eggs, not field goals, goose eggs. That doesn't happen a lot. It's rare. And when it does, it's usually like you're playing a team like the Jets exactly. or the Giants. Yeah, or the you're, you're not playing Mahomes. You're not playing Herbert. <laughs> you're not playing Wilson. You're not playing Lamar. You're not playing Burrow. You're not playing Watson. You're not playing Allen. This all in the AFC. I haven't named one NFC team just yet. That was all AFC. Three, two, three of those quarterbacks were in their earning division. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm, I, and, and, and I'm with you, but I, I do think, right, and here's where I was going with all this, that the Steelers only see it as like a, a third, you know, three slices of the pie, quarterback yeah. play, run game, defense. If that's true, like if, if, if that's you and I can both agree that that's kind of the thought process, elite defense, you know, top 12 run game, and then mm-hmm. just have your quarterback do enough, and we can win a lot of games that way. You, you, you don't take a quarterback at pick 20 if that's your mentality. Yeah, not at all. I, not at I, all. I, if anything, I, you I, take Jordan Davis. <laughs> if anything, you take Jordan Davis to solidify yeah. that defense. Or you take Absolutely. Chris Olave to give right. your offense another piece to function within those parameters. Yes. That's where I was That's where I was going with all this. I think you and I are on the same page, and that in today's NFL – the the quarterback is at least sixty percent of the equation every time. Every it time doesn't yeah. matter if you're the the Niners or the Titans, and you've been able to win games with just decent quarterback play. Even in that regard, it's still a massive chunk of the equation. Mm-hmm. But I but I but I think that the Steelers are looking at it as that's a piece of our puzzle, along with the run game, along with having an elite defense, along with yeah. being you know varsity level special teams. All these things that we've discussed. If we can all kind of feel that that's the thought process right now. Yeah, to me, taking a quarterback at pick 20 just wouldn't make a ton of sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, before we go to break here and, and kind of give some final thoughts and do a little top five Friday to get us out of here. Uh, hey, here's, here's, love a little top five Friday. You and me both, Kaizen. Here's how the rest of this played out. So the Steelers take Kenny Pickett, University of Pittsburgh. They go next door and they... They knock on the door and they say, hey, hey Narduzzi, give me your quarterback. They make they, West the happiest man in all of Pittsburgh. Oh, please. I'll be, you know, I'll be wearing my dub V hat on draft night down there on the south side. <laughs> uh, Kenny Pickett, 20th overall to the Steelers. Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas AM. We talked a little bit about him on Wednesday as well, too. He goes mm-hmm. to the Patriots at 21. Jordan Davis, our boy, goes to the Packers at 22. Uh, in this scenario, according to NFL.com, the Chiefs trade back into the first round or trade up into the first round uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, and they nab Chris Olave at pick 23. They get their Tyreek Hill replacement. Uh, Bernard Raymond, another one of the talented offensive tackles in this class, goes to the Cowboys at 24. Kair Elam, our fourth corner off the board out of Florida, goes to the Buffalo Bills. You know, hey. replacing, replacing Levi Wallace out there. Uh, Devin go. Lloyd. You know, Motsi and I, Devin Lloyd fan club here. He goes to the Tennessee Titans. Oh, I tell you what. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> you get you get him running out there, and you get him running out there with my dovey boy, David Long and Devin oh, Lloyd. Ooh, he, he, 
middle of that Titans, the middle of that Titans fan club, David Long and Devin Lloyd, the DL tandem there. I oh tell you, my what. You, you even giving him a nickname, the DL tandem. Oh my gosh! With, with the with the good Yinza boy, Mike Vrabel, coaching oh the boys up. Oh my gosh! Travis Jones goes twenty seventh to Tampa. We've talked about him, talented defensive tackle, big dude, six five three thirty, out of UConn. Uh, steps into that void left by Ndamukong Sue. Uh, the Packers up on the board again. They take Christian Watson, talented wide receiver out of Mozi's favorite school, North Dakota State. Oh, oh yeah, here you, you go. You see, look, folks, look I got him. I got him you, back you there. You think you know a guy, stuff. and now, now you just gonna stab me like that? I That's got him. Crazy, I got man. him back finally for the it's picket Easter stop. weekend. You can't do this to me on Easter weekend, man. Be nice. <laughs> now, pick twenty nine. Now is the Cardinals because remember the Chiefs jumped up, uh, swapped with them there to to get up uh, to take Chris Olave, Brees Hall. They have a running back going at the end of the first round here to Arizona, which I don't know how I feel about that when they just signed James Conner to it to an extension. Right. But hey, Brees Hall. But James was also Cardinals. in tandem, though. He was in tandem with. That's a good um, point. And, yeah, from John a blank on uh, my, my uh, young guy's name. Jeez, Louise out of Fordham. Oh, yep. Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. That's what it Edmonds. is. Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Yep. Um, then the Chiefs' original pick, 30, uh, they go with Boy Mafe, edge rusher out of Minnesota. Uh, Bengals at pick 31. Kyler Gordon, corner from Washington. Another corner from Washington goes in the first round. That's five corners in the first round. And then to close it all out, Detroit Lions, pick 32, take Matt Coral, quarterback out of Old Miss. So the two kind of standout things to me here, uh, Tyler Linderbaum does not go first round. Which and, is interesting because he was like the surefire guy for the longer part know. of this offseason, and now is definitely changed. Yeah, and, yeah, and and Desmond Ritter still on the board there mm-hmm. to start the second round, according to NFL.com. So there's your newest mock draft uh, that's available again on NFL.com if you want to check it out for yourself. Uh, Mozi and I are going to take a break here when we come back. We'll do a little top five Friday for our final segment. I want to know top five, Moats' favorite top five realistic fits for the Steelers at pick 20. Okay? Realistic fits. So, not nope, Aiden. Nope. No nope. Aiden Hutchinson. Evan, Evan Neal. No Evan, Evan Neal. Hutchinson. No I, Sauce, I no sauce Gardner. All right. Yeah. Let me think. You know what? I, I, I think, I think. Kavon Thibodeau, I think he might fall to us at 20. I'm gonna put him up there as well. Did, did I do this right? <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking, uh, you know, why not just Evan Neal? I mean, you know, let's yeah. uh yeah, let's get uh who else can we get in here? Yeah, let's get, yeah, um, yeah, that's all. Let's get Icky Aquano in here as well. Too. You know, uh, I, I figured we, we would get Derek Stingley and go ahead and get, you know, Sauce Guard. No, no, it was gonna both re- revamp the whole defense. That's what we're gonna Charles do. Charles right. Cross is gonna be there at pick 20, right? Absolutely. So, I heard he's sliding in some mock drafts. Yeah. So Motsi and I will give our, as we stand here today, uh, Friday, April 15th, we'll give our five favorite realistic picks for the Steelers right now at 20. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also, for Top 5 Friday, since it is Easter weekend, give you our five favorite Easter candies as well before we get love out of here. It, love it. All that on the other side. One more segment to go. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.